Hey, this is Kevin. Before we start the show, I want to make sure you are aware that at 10 a.m. on Friday, April the 2nd, I will be hosting an international live broadcast. I hope you will join me and friends around the world for this powerful message entitled God's Gift of Opportunity. You can join me on Zoom, Facebook Live, or YouTube for this powerful message. Regardless of your time zone, look for it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, April the 2nd. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, this is Kevin. Welcome to Audacious Generosity. It is Tuesday, March the 23rd. 2021. And wow, what a change the world has experienced in the last year. I hope you are healthy and safe and you're getting your vaccine soon for the COVID-19 vaccine. I want to welcome everyone from the U.S., India, United Kingdom, Thailand, Philippines, Pakistan, Kenya, Ilan Island, Saudi Arabia, Lithuania, South Korea, Iran, Germany, welcome to Audacious Generosity. If I did not call your country out, please email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us and let me know where you're listening from. If you have any suggestions to make the show better, please make those suggestions. Hey, are you listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify? Please go right now and leave a five-star review. That would really help boost the show and I'd really be indebted with gratitude to you for that gift of your generosity for the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Well, let's get into today's episode. I promise you're not going to be disappointed. Today's episode features an interview by my friend, Jerry Dugan of the Beyond the Rot Podcast. You can go over to that podcast for the entire interview. Today's show here is just some excerpts of that interview. Jerry and I discuss the power of putting others first. And I want you to listen in. It's a powerful conversation. Jerry, take it away. Audacious generosity to me uh, really hits the nail on the head in two big areas. Uh, Number one is their faith. You Mm -hmm. know, that I trust in a higher power Mm -hmm. that is going to provide for me because I am allowing myself to be a a vessel or a channel for those resources to go to where it's needed most. And then our finances, because when you do live a lifestyle of generosity, uh, I found uh, just in what I do give and what my family gives is that it really forces us to manage the remaining amount much more wisely Mm -hmm. and, uh, and never putting the, the giving part on the chopping block when it comes to making big decisions. And, um, you know, that's come up in conversations with families in the past and it kind of freaks people out. Like, wait, why are you still giving when you guys are you know, struggling here? Or why are you still doing this when you should be doing that? Um, so 
For our audience, can you just briefly describe for us what is audacious generosity? Great question, Jerry. And uh, yeah, please come back if you are wanting to tune this show out because of the G word, uh, the giving word or the generosity word. Please stay with us because God really does desire to bless his people. Jesus promises it is more blessed to give than to receive. And yet uh, most believers, including myself, uh, bolt from that subject. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, giving is um, the word giving is used more in scripture than the word prayer or faith. Um, and we really need to understand what God's desire is for there. Um, in just a few weeks, I'm going to be sharing a keynote address, uh, the, the gift of opportunity. And so often we look at generosity as an expectation from God, but yet yeah, it is an opportunity from God. Let's just break down. I want to answer your question, audacious generosity. Audacious is a adjective that describes taking a bold risk. It is risky to deny ourselves when we are in need and to put others first. But we serve a God that if we will allow him in order to bless us, he will say, what about others? Because if our life is spent, let's say we we have a great life, 95 plus years old, okay? But it's all spent, consumed on ourselves. It will be a shallow life. A full life is spent investing on others. I mean, Jesus' mission is he came to seek and to save those who were lost, not to just make a good name for himself, not just to build a great church. He came for others, and we serve a God. If you're going to be a Christ follower, you're going to have to take a path of putting others first. And so generosity is the character of God. It is the characteristic of, of being kind and plentiful. And you put those two together and we take surprisingly bold risk to live kind and plentiful. Being a generous person like God is to us. Yeah. And it applies not just with your finances, too. I mean, I'm thinking right now of the, the term the servant leader. And but it is, again, that outward mindset. It's that, you know, my needs are going to be taken care of. Now, let me pass what I've got, resources, time, money, other resources, items, goods, to where it's needed most, because I'll get more. It's just stuff. All of a sudden, unexpectedly, God started blessing our family. We just kept building. God multiplies. It's a miracle that God provided us many times when we needed it the most. What's your generosity story? Check out some heartwarming stories at generosityofgod.com and share your story. You'll find amazing stories. He said, hey, this is for you, and asked me to take what uh, was in his hands. It was exactly 10,000 rupees. I was so overwhelmed and uh, shocked by God's goodness. As she did that, Paige went on out to her vehicle, loaded it in the trunk of her car, and she said, okay, God, what now? Miraculous stories by ordinary people just like you. Go to generosityofgod.com and share your story today. How do you swallow an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time. Hi, I'm Kevin White, and I'm inviting you to subscribe 
to generously bless my free one-minute motivation series. In Romans 12, verse 2, God says we are transformed as we change our minds. When you subscribe to Generously Blessed, I will send you a personal email Monday through Friday and coach you day by day into a life generously blessed by God. Go to kevinwhite.us and subscribe now. It will be one minute a day you'll not regret. I guarantee it. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today. Now, as you go to India, so you've you've seen uh, God, you know, work through you to do audacious generosity in, in feeding five hundred families. But now you go, do you go back to India and serve there for a number of years? Mm-hmm. So I worked with with Love from Jesus Ministries and founded and and started that for seven years, and then started a business. And then our church called called me to go on staff there, and I was taking some uh, my children over to India. That was one of the answers to prayer that I prayed on that very first trip. I prayed, Father, let um, me bring all three of my kids over to India to show them your work here. I wanted them to see the lack of material, but the the favor of God's presence. And three years later, went back with our 11-year-old son, Zach, and then three years after that, our 11-year-old daughter, Courtney, and just had this hobby of taking these teams over. And then when my church called me to come on staff um, and and help them. One team a year became two teams, became three teams, and it just blew up. And three yeah. years into being on staff, I had to make a choice. Either I was a, they were about to launch a campus and I was going to be the campus pastor, or I would need to focus on Global Hope India full time. And I really felt God calling me to the pastors of India to, the, yeah. to serve the church there. And so that was 10 years ago. And in the last 10 years, I've now been to India over 50 times. My parents never had a passport. I mean, talk about the generosity of God. I've flown now over a million miles, 27 different countries. I've been to India over 50 times, taken a thousand people with me, like talking about generosity, meaning more than just giving, like 50 times and very little of it's been out of my own bank account. I mean, the the ministry's raised support for, for me to be able to go over and do that. But I could have just focused on me going to India. But God really 
began to convict me about inviting people to go with me. And now we've taken over a thousand people over to India uh, with us as an organization. And I've seen, it's really been India where I've seen the power of generosity uh, to, to really bring forth the kingdom of God. There are villages, whole villages. So in India, there's 700,000 villages. There are 400 with a recordable presence of a church, a pastor, um, the gospel, and then 300,000 that still have no church, no pastor. And so there are a whole neighborhoods, if you will, villages in India that will not allow a pastor to come in. So India is 70% Hindu, 20% Muslim, and less than 5% Christians. And so you go in as a as a, an evangelist, as a, as a church planning pastor, and you're going in to try to share the gospel with people, they'll throw rocks at you and run you out of their village. Oh, wow. they, won't, they won't have anything to do with the gospel at all because traditionally they're, they're Hindu. But you take those same people, a free medical clinic, and offer them free medicines that they really have a tough time having uh, otherwise, and they will open up their community hall, uh, their hearts, everything. And you can go in and be a Christian. You can you can share the same gospel that you were seeking to share with them, and you can even pass out Bibles along with the medicine. And all these seeds can be planted for, for the gospel. But what they saw was not you wanting to proclaim and preach down their throat. What they yeah. saw was your goodness of your generosity, and, and it captured their heart. And then they open up their hearts to you and they will receive the very same Jesus that you were trying to preach to them uh, because you first of all demonstrated him to them. And that can happen in a volleyball tournament. It, there's a lot of creative entries, ways, um, but it's it's all generosity. It's, yeah. it's just realizing that John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Right there is his mission. So he gave Jesus, but his strategy has always been audacious generosity. And so for 20 years, I've been staring at the 1040 window and the the country of India predominantly. So 7 billion people alive on planet Earth, 4 billion have access. So you're in Texas, I'm in North Carolina. There's a church on every corner. Um, We can hear Jesus on our radio and on our TVs and all of that. But in the USA, this is one statistic that blows most people away. There's one believer for every one and a half people. Obviously, they may not all be obeying the Lord equally, but but they they would consider themselves a, a follower of Jesus. Yeah. In India, there's one believer for every 18,000 people. That's the 1040 window. There's 3 billion people still alive today with limited to no access to even know who Jesus is. I mean, we can't comprehend, but you can literally go through the vast majority of India and one after another, you just meet people who have never, ever heard the name Jesus, have no idea who you're talking about. And that's the 1040 window, 3 billion people that have limited to no access. And so I cry, I, I lay awake at night and I cry out to God for the salvation of these people. And I'm like, how will this ever happen? And I really believe that he is just pointing out in his word that his strategy has always been audacious generosity. And so where are the people that will say, give me houses that others might have a roof over their head? And where are those people that will say, give me Bibles so that I can share 100,000 Bibles with, with people in India that have never held one? There's a billion people in India that have never, ever held a Bible in their hand. Never. 
And they'll have no hope of holding a Bible unless people, uh, believers, will believe that God is big enough to feed their family, take care of them, and through their life, give a give hundreds of thousands of Bibles to people that that have never held one. Yeah, I, I like that you point out that it's through that generosity in India and anywhere really. Yes, where anywhere. somebody might open up to knowing who is Jesus. What makes you different? What? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. This is probably the way you would hear it. Why mm-hmm. are you doing this? Yeah, and it, it reminds me of. What a friend of mine once said in, in a talk he gave, and it was, uh, for, for a lot of people, you might be the only Bible they mm-hmm. ever read, mm-hmm. or you might be the only example of Jesus they ever see. And it was, it was a call, really, to living your life uh, differently than the rest of the world does. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, when you look at the example of Jesus, you know, he's giving. His miracles, again, are for others. And, you know, his sacrifice wasn't for himself. You know, he, he was going back to heaven no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his sacrifice was really so that we could all go with if we believe in him and we can go with. And so for those listening who are like, so what is what's the big deal here? Why does it matter if three billion people don't know Jesus Christ? Well, if you look at it from a worldly perspective, then, yeah, that makes sense. Well, three billion people, they have the right to uh, believe what they want. Yet for, you know, Kevin, myself and other Christians, uh, we're talking about eternity being at stake for those three billion people. So if we believe in a God who uh, is ready, willing and able to give you eternal life, but you got to be willing to believe that and accept the gift that Jesus gave, which is that cleansing of the sin so you could be in the presence of God how much of a jerk would we need to be to not give that gift to other people mm-hmm. and not present that gift to other people and share it with others? The the power to choose is still in the other individual who doesn't know Jesus yet. Mm-hmm. But what kind of jerk would I be if I didn't let you know through either the show or through my interactions with you out in the street or at work or, you know, assembling with my friends, that this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is who I believe. And this is what guides everything I do. And the byproduct is here on earth, I've got a different perspective on life and uh, eternal life. I, I'm connected with the presence of God. Yeah. And it's so different. And um, so I, I was going to lead from there into the next question is like for an individual, what's kind of in it for them to live a life of audacious generosity? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not you get a nice new car, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what really is to gain by living a life of audacious generosity? Yeah, not just knowing God, not just reading miracles in the Bible, but actually encountering God and experiencing those miracles. Um, you know, I can say that I have experienced a modern day miracle of the feeding of the multitude. Can you say that? Can we? Can can everybody in the audience say that? Uh, that doesn't mean look at Kevin White. I'm not boasting on myself. I'm saying uh, look at God and look at the possibilities. Look at the opportunities there. But just experiencing God, uh, realizing that we were not created just to know about Him, uh, but. If you look at the point of the Bible, and and this is something that is really pounding in my heart today in 2021, after coming through uh, the pandemic, I had COVID back in November is very mild symptoms, but, you know, we just sort of mourn as a nation over uh, half a million people dying and lots of 
lots of suffering happened and everything. And the whole point of the Old Testament, the, the point of creation, the Old Testament, the Psalms the, into the life of Jesus, the gospel into the New Testament is the presence of God, experiencing the presence of God. He's been on a mission to bless us with his presence. And if you and I Pray the sinner's prayer. Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Uh, From this day forward, I choose to follow you. And then we build fences around that presence and we say, you can't be who you are. Then we're going to start limiting the presence of God in our life. The full expression, like there's been several things that have really happened in my life because of my turbulent childhood and everything, I really had to allow God to to give me his gift of courage. Uh, I realized after doing a study of courage, he's never ever asked us to ask him for courage. Every instruction is to take courage. And so you have to be willing. And I talk about that in the book to let the Holy Spirit give you courage. You got to take it. It's their offering. Uh, He is offering it to everyone equally, but you've got to take it. You've got to yield not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. You've got to yield to the spirit and surrender over to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit of courage. And so courage will well up within you as the Holy Spirit wells up within you. But then that courage afforded me freedom in Christ. I I really processed setting God free. Um, and that by by that I mean like giving him access to do what he wants to do, to be who he says he is and to do what yeah. he says he will do. But then setting myself free forgiving myself uh, of of things and and really processing freedom and just not limiting what God could do to me and through me and there being no barrier there, but then setting others free. You can't take a generous spirit of God into you and then be racist. It's just, they're, they're diabolically opposite. You can't be a generous person and have all these discriminations toward people because the Holy Spirit's whispering, what about others? And if we're sitting there saying, but I hate people, um, we're not going to really start manifesting the the very presence of Jesus Christ himself. There is one verse that that really points to our future of where we're heading here about this whole thing about the point, and that is Matthew 24, verse 14. It says the good news of this gospel will be preached in every nation and then the end will come. While God is offering everyone the opportunity of salvation, he can't control uh, whether we will make the choice or not. Yes, there's predestination and all that, but I'm just meaning he has orchestrated this free will in in the midst of his sovereign plan of pre, of. of predestination. We'll let him solve that, okay? But the point is, it's access. He is a God that is determined to provide access to every person on the planet to give them the potential to receive Christ. If they refuse, then they refuse. But he is He is on a mission to provide them access. When everyone on planet Earth has access to the gospel, then and only then the end will come. It won't be COVID. It won't be an asteroid coming from Mars. It won't be some other type of nuclear war. The end is going to come when access is fulfilled. And so there is a global initiative now to finish the task of 
the, the great commission that Jesus has given to us and to provide that access. Even, bef- even 2033 would be 2,000 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. You know, there are churches around the world now that are joining this finishing the task initiative to really seek to provide access to every person on planet Earth before yeah. 2033. Yeah. I love, even if that's not the year that the end comes, mm-hmm. a lot of work is going to get done in in the name of the God's kingdom. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So you have the book, Audacious Generosity. Yeah. You have your podcast that launched recently, Audacious Generosity Podcast. Yeah. Uh, where else can people find you if they want to connect with you? So you can go to kevinwhite.us and you'll see the two charities there. Uh, you'll see the resources. Uh, we just launched in February a generously blessed subscription series. It's a one-minute motivation, an e- personal email that goes into your inbox Monday through Friday, and it provides a short one-minute video or one-minute devotional to really take this um, mammoth elephant-sized message of audacious generosity and bullet down to a one-minute nugget that you can really meditate on uh, on a daily basis and and just really empower you to a life that's generously blessed by God. So I'm really excited about that resource. And uh, you can find it all at kevinwhite.us. Awesome. But uh, very good to have you on the show. Thank and you I, so I much, Jerry. Coming on here and yeah. Talking about the freedom that comes from being generous. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission.